When was the last time you visited a library? Have you ever wondered how all of those books got on the shelves? And what about those special documents? You know, the ones you can't touch because they are in a glass case? Where did they come from? Today, we are going to learn about Arturo Schoenberg, an Afro-Puerto Rican who was a historian, curator, writer, and advocate for learning and teaching Black history. He went on a crusade to show the contributions of Black people from all around the world and became known as the man who built a library, one book at a time. Let's go explore. Welcome back to the Explore Black History on the Go podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Shannon, here with another episode to explore the amazing legacy that is our Black heritage. I am so excited to announce that I'll be offering online Explore Black History classes in April and May on Saturdays. I would love to see some of your faces who are listening to the podcast to explore these amazing Black heroes with you in more detail. Just visit the Instagram page at Explore Black History, and in the bio, there is a link to the classes as well as the free vocabulary guide that goes with today's lesson. Now let's explore Arturo Schoenberg. Arturo Schoenberg was born January 24, 1874 in Puerto Rico. His father was a merchant of German descent and his mother was Afro-Caribbean from St. Croix in the Danish West Indies, known today as the U.S. Virgin Islands. As a boy, Arturo loved to learn. He was excited about history and learning what people had done in the past. The only thing, he never learned about anyone who looked like him. One day, Arturo asked his fifth grade teacher if they could learn about the achievements of Black people. She told him, Black people have no history, no heroes, no great moments or accomplishments. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She said, what? In his heart, Arturo knew that this wasn't true and spent the rest of his life proving her wrong. When he got older and went to school to learn a trade, he not only studied commercial printing, but also African literature. His teacher was wrong. He learned about great Black writers and poets from all around the world. Powerful stories and narratives that told of the ingenuity and resilience of Black people. How they resisted and learned. How they contributed amazing things all over the world. He learned Black history is filled with great heroes, great moments, and many accomplishments, and that was his legacy. In 1891, at the age of 17, he migrated to Harlem, New York, determined to continue his research on the contributions made by Black people. As an Afro-Puerto Rican, he never forgot about where he came from. Though he left Puerto Rico, he supported his country's and Cuba's independence because during that time, both countries were still colonies of Spain. 
he formed a group to discuss how they could help the movement. And while he was involved in that activism work, he strategically continued to learn about Black history, not only Black people in the United States, but all over the world. He went to school at night and he learned about Timbuktu, a place of academic excellence, the pyramids of Egypt, and inventors galore, amazing Black painters, singers, and those who explored. He learned Black history is filled with great heroes, great moments, and many accomplishments. And that was his legacy. Arturo knew there were documents and artifacts about Black people and their contributions all around the world. He just had to find them. It was like a game of hide and seek. You know, where one person hides and the other person has to find him or her? Well, Arturo had to seek all the documents hiding in different places. He would visit rare stores to find books, maps, or letters. He would also research to find the location of an item. And if it was nearby, he would purchase the book. But if it was in another state, he would call a friend for help. Hello? Hello, this is Arturo. Hey, Arturo, what's up? I need you to go to the bookstore on 12th Street. I just spoke with the owner and he has a book I've been searching for. Man, really? Yes, please go today. He only promised to hold it for me for one day. And Arturo's friend would go and get him the book. Other times, he called friends to search through old furniture stores in black neighborhoods. Hello? Hello, it's Arturo. Hey man, how's the family? They're fine, thank you. I called you because I want you to go to that old secondhand furniture store in Detroit and look through all the desk drawers, dressers, and in between the couch cushions. What? You want me to look between couch cushions? Yes, you are bound to pick up rarities like letters from Frederick Douglass. Man, you're persistent about collecting this Black history stuff. Yes, yes I am. Black people in America must rebuild their past in order to make their future. History must restore what slavery took away. Uh, okay, man. I'll go to the furniture store for you, and I'll let you know if I find anything. Bye. As strange as it sounded, Arturo was right. He found a lot of great books and documents that way. Arturo was determined to collect all he could. And through these searches, he learned about ancient African civilizations that introduced us to math, who influenced the Greeks and a group of Muslim North Africans who conquered parts of Europe. He learned black history is filled with great heroes, great moments and many accomplishments. And that was his legacy. In 1906, he got a job as a mailroom supervisor of the Caribbean and Latin American section at the bank. His ability to speak, read, and write in Spanish, English, and French made him a very valuable to the company. In his spare time, he used his position at the job and those same skills to write letters to people all around the world to request materials about the experience of Black people. He also traveled to Europe and Latin America in his quest to find artifacts. As a result of his seeking, he collected over 10 
thousand books, manuscripts, photographs, sheet music, newspapers, pamphlets, journals, and artwork. 10,000, a whole library. These included works by Phyllis Wheatley, a well-known poet, and Toussaint Louverture, a former Haitian slave who led the only successful slave revolt in modern history. He also got his hands on musical works by Joseph Ballone. Remember, we learned about him in another episode. He was the great fencer, violinist, and composer. He even collected private communications of Frederick Douglass, the famous abolitionist who escaped from slavery. He learned Black history is filled with great heroes, great moments, and many accomplishments. And that was his legacy. Many people wanted to purchase his collection, but he didn't want any one person to own it. His goal was to provide a public resource for Black people to learn about their history and heritage, to know how awesome their legacy is and inspire pride. He also wanted everyone of all races to have information about Black people's contributions to the world, especially people like his fifth grade teacher who thought Black people made no contributions or that they just were not as smart or intelligent as any other race. So he sold his library to the New York Public Library and it became their Black history section. Arturo Schoenberg never stopped collecting and curating materials about Africa and its diaspora. He wrote articles about his findings that were published in newspapers and journals. He was a key figure in the Harlem Renaissance, a time when Black people's talents in music, writing, fashion, dance, art, theater were booming. It was a place to be. Everyone wanted to be there, and Arturo was the man to go to if scholars or writers wanted information on Black history. When people visited his house, he had documents all over the place, in the living room, kitchen, bathroom, everywhere. And his son noticed that sometimes people would take them home. He asked his father, how come he didn't put a stop to it? And Arturo said, they are only stealing knowledge, and that is exactly what I want them to have. His goal was to share Black history with as many people as possible. He left his work at the bank and went to Fisk University in Tennessee to develop their African-American library. When he came, they only had 100 items. When he left, they had 4,600. He was really resourceful when it came to finding books and artifacts about Black history. After he helped Fisk University, he returned to his home in New York and became the curator of the library he sold to them. Under his leadership, the library materials spotlighting the Black experience continued to grow. Even after his death, his legacy lives on and impacts us today. Today, that library is known as the Schoenberg Center for Research in Black Culture with over 11 million items. One of the world's leading facilities to explore Black history that started because one fifth grade boy refused to believe Black people didn't have an amazing legacy. Because Black history is filled with great heroes, great moments, and many accomplishments, and that was his legacy. I'm sure Arturo didn't know he was going to be one of the great Black heroes that he asked his teacher about. 
but the greatness was already in him, just like it's in you. He worked hard, was determined, and lived a life of excellence, pursuing his quest to show the amazing legacy of Black people and one that continues to build today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I look forward to the next time when you explore Black history with me. Explore Black history.